0: Have you ever begun budgeting for a trip and can't figure out how much you should be spending on your hotel? What about activities and food and drink? Travel budgeting can be stressful, especially when you don't have a solid benchmark for how much you should be spending to get the most out of your trip. Today we narrow this down for you. Keep listening for our take on travel styles and how knowing yours can make budgeting much more manageable.
1: Welcome to the Travel More Podcast.
0: Each episode, we share custom itineraries, travel hacks, expert advice, and even stories of our past travel failures to help you level up your travel.
1: I'm Shelly, a lover of plans, itineraries, and cheap flights. I'm an expert deal finder with one eye always on the budget.
0: And I'm Bruce, the improviser, ready to pick up where plans fail to turn letdowns into unexpected trip favorites. We're here to bust through barriers that stop you from making your travel dreams a reality.
1: So book that flight, buy the tickets, and say hello to your next adventure.
0: This is the Travel More Podcast. Welcome back to the Travel More Podcast.
1: Welcome.
0: So today we're diving into travel styles.
1: Yeah, we've mentioned travel styles a couple of times, kind of like in passing. We mentioned it last uh, or two weeks ago um, with the couples travel and we were kind of like, make sure they align, you know. Um, (laughs) But then we realized we hadn't talked too much about travel styles. No,
0: I don't think we've ever kind of taken our own stab at defining what a travel style is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's, you could search up travel styles and find like different, approaches to what that means like what kind of traveler are you
1: right I think it's really important though to kind of nail that down and this can change so like I was just reading it being like hmm like we do a lot of these different trips um and we kind of change our travel style depending on the type of trip we're trying to have so it's important to know that this isn't like a a badge you wear forever but it's important to know like what type of goal you're looking for in your trip Because I think it helps you create your itinerary, find your destination, also um, communicate those goals with the person you're traveling with so that you're on the same page. So I just think it's good overall.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice to know. I mean, honestly, it's the same reason people like personality quizzes or anything that Mm kind of gives you somewhat of a label, you know, Mm -hmm. that gives you a sense of. Where am I at with this? Mm -hmm. Um, And once you know that, you can start to get a better sense of what you should be spending on things.
1: Also, I think that by knowing your travel style, you can also find people who are aligned in that travel style to kind of take advice from. You know what I mean? So like as opposed to, you know, just Googling and finding 15,000 bloggers in the first 10 minutes. If you find somebody that really kind of aligns to your own travel style, I feel like it's easier to take their advice.
0: Oh, I agree. You want to know if you're a backpacker. Obviously, you're not going to go to people who are staying at all-inclusives or luxury mm-hmm. travel. You want to find somebody who's doing that.
1: Right. Because also like the things they find that they think are cool are probably things that you're going to think are cool. Right. So it kind of goes back to your like personality test.
0: Yeah, they go hand in hand, and that's right. it. Goes it goes with our last episode too. Like specifically for couples. So not only do you want to know what <laughs> you know, like what the style is and the preference of the people you're traveling with, but then think about in your search. You know when you're looking online for these type of things. Yeah. That's right. Helpful.
1: So we have to tell you how we came up with this, which is that I was doing one of my many travel searches and I came across um, a random blog that I won't mention because it may be amazing for a lot of reasons, but it had a very strange breakdown of like how like how much money you should spend on each piece of an itinerary. Um, so let me just give you some examples. Um, one, so this is a $5,000 trip in Europe for 30 days. But of course, so that's going to be like a backpacking trip, which is totally fine. So they had um lodging as 15% of that budget, which is $750, which is $25 a day. And listen, I know you can find hostels for $25 a day, especially if you get to like Eastern Europe. But then they were like, oh, but you can get it even cheaper if you stay at hostels. And I was like, where else are you staying? <laughs> yeah, that was
0: the part of it where I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Like $25 a day is already hostel, like low end for some of them. Depending yeah, on where you're at. For
1: anything in like Western Europe. Like, and then most of Central Europe, I would say. Only a few destinations, I think. Can you really get lower than $25? Well, I
0: mean, then you got to ask yourself, like, do you really want to be staying in the cheapest hostel option everywhere you're going? Yeah. So already, like, the the number seems off. Like
1: 15% is low. That's, right. like, extreme, in, in my opinion, like... That's wildly low, even for a backpacker. Um, also, because I think they had something like almost 10% for souvenirs. And if you're a backpacker, like, you're not they, really yeah, carrying you're, souvenirs. You're journaling
0: and taking photos and having right. experiences. Like I don't know that that's...
1: And they had like almost 30%, I think, for food. And like food is a big chunk of a backpacker's, but it just seems really off. It's like you're going to spend only 15%, 750 days. That's consistently finding those $25 a night, too. That's not like, oh, I found a couple of $25 a night hostels with 10 beds in a room. Right.
0: And I know when you found this, I asked you, like, when was this written? 2002 or something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, but it's recent, too. so
1: Yeah, I don't think it had a date, but it had some mentions of things that made me feel like it was more recent. I forgot exactly what it was. Um, but also, the other kind of crazy thing that it brought up was it said it, it was like going into, like, how much should you spend of your... Like personal income on travel, which of course is always going to be...
0: Oh, yeah. This like. was the overall, like, <laughs> yeah, do this breakdown.
1: Uh, so they said that for someone making $60,000 a year and then clearing 39000 So they're taking out taxes and retirement and things just off the top um, in the U.S. Um, no debt. So you don't have to put any money <laughs> towards debt. Yeah, um, okay. Then they said that you can spend... a year on vacations, which was like 20% of your overall take home pay, which again was just wild. Like that, I mean, listen, that's awesome if you could do that. But,
0: well, right, because I also, I was doing like, what do they say? You want to spend about a third of your income on your housing, rent or mortgage or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think this person broke it down to 50%, 50% on all of your bills.
0: Okay. Well, I still was still going to say because even with this budget, with traveling, with having like the seven thousand eight hundred, they were you know it was like about seven eighty a month you're paying for housing. So I'm like maybe if you're <laughs> you know room have roommates and you're like splitting up an apartment, but
1: yeah, that's wild. Anyway,
0: I mean, what we're getting at here is that if you just start searching around, you might find things that will throw you down a. A rabbit hole that I don't know that's so helpful. Yeah. So it's it's today we're gonna try to give you uh, you know some like landmark ideas about one what's your travel style for the trip you're trying to take or in general Mm -hmm. what are the kind of things you want to do and what are the ultimate goals Mm -hmm. and then where where are we going to um, where are you gonna spend most of your money?
1: Right. All right. So let's break this down. Let's
0: do it. So. We've broken these categories down, and of course, you know, you could do this a lot of different ways. I think Shelly and I came up with ones that capture the majority of the options. Mm -hmm. Uh, First one we have is relaxation travel. Mm -hmm. So, really, people who are doing this, it's all about that natural reset. Um, Your beach vacations, Mm -hmm. your maybe staying in one place, rent a lake house kind of thing. All-inclusive. All-inclusive, sometimes cruises, stuff that, you know... It's not the kind of trip that you need a vacation after you take it. Right. Which yeah. we've, we've included those as well.
1: Right. Um, going along with that same kind of vibe is a wellness vacation. So um, people who want this vacation are kind of like finding rejuvenation. So it's like a little different than relaxation because it has like focused wellness additions. So things like yoga, clean eating, fitness. Like it, it definitely centers around the wellness. As opposed to like a relaxation vacation or like style would literally just be like I'm going to go sit on the beach, where a wellness would be like I'm going on a retreat, right? You know, so they're they're very similar, but they're just a little different because one's a little more focused.
0: Sure, and it has a little more like health activities, yeah, exactly. tied to it specifically. Exactly. So then we've got on the opposite end of that was an yeah. adventurer. So this is the one where you need a vacation after you're done with this. So traveling, you know, to getting out outdoors, finding adventure. um, Essentially, you have the goal of, like, getting outside as much as possible and maybe even going after an adrenaline rush type Mm -hmm. of situation. So trekking, um, you know, any kind of expedition type travel.
1: White river rafting. White river rafting. Um, The next is the backpacker. So we talked about this a little bit before, but the main goal here is longevity. It's like, how long can I continue to travel um, and the longer, the better. So really, you're spending as least amount of money as possible to make sure that you can continue to travel longer.
0: Right. So it's like creature comforts, luxury, things like that go by the wayside yeah. for the ability to, to spread a budget as far as possibly mm-hmm. you know, as possible as, as is possible. Um, and the goal, you know, this is where if you're not the kind of person that's willing to couch surf or, <laughs> yeah. you know, just be in communal situations, um, that's maybe not your style.
1: All right. Um, The next is culinary. I think this is probably the least popular on the list because it's a very, like, niche-type trip. Um, But these vacations are all about the food and drink, so much so that it's usually, like, you're going to this place to experience the culinary scene of the place. Right. So it's not that you just happen upon it and you're like, oh, like this place has a lot of nice restaurants. It's like, no, I'm going to Italy or I'm going to Thailand to have the food. So you're all about the local food, like street tours and um, cooking classes potentially. And you may even go to like farms to see how things are harvested and grown. Like you're, it's really all about kind of the food and how it's prepped and prepared and those kinds of things. Yeah.
0: Having those experiences. So definitely Mm -hmm. be prepared to pay for those uh, types of excursions and things. And then we've got um, city roamers, which we, Shelly and I like to think of ourselves as primarily this type of, you know, we would call it adventure too. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of having a different name, because adventure, usually adventure travel has to do with like the outdoors and adrenaline rush and expedition like that. Um, So we're going to go with city roamers. It's definitely like a get-up-and-go type of touring and soaking up everything you can, uh, finding every nook and cranny of a place. And the overall goal here is to get as much culture and local life as possible.
1: Yeah. And then, last but not least, we have our luxury folks. So they're staying at nice hotels, making reservations at the nicest restaurants, sleeping in with room service so this is almost a little bit of a mix with the beach vacation so kind of similar like city roamers is like a little bit of adventure luxury is a little bit of relaxation too because you're definitely not getting up and going all the time um but you are going to do things like go to museums or go to guided tours Uh, But you're definitely going to do it in a nice way.
0: Yeah, I think the key with luxury is that you could almost, with the exception of Backpacker, (laughs) you could kind of have a luxury-style vacation um, and do adventurous things, uh, do city-roaming type things, culinary, whatever. But ultimately, you're paying for, like maximum comfort and luxury. So you're not yeah. taking a group tour, you're taking a private tour. Yeah. Those kind of things.
1: Even then, like, I'm thinking... Uh, so we'll we'll go into, like, a little bit of where we fall. I know we already said city roamers, but we can give you examples of, like, other trips that have fallen into other categories. But I always think of, like, the African safari, which is a lot of, like, bucket list things. Um, there's a difference th- from a luxury safari than there is just, like, a safari, like an adventure safari. And it's not only in the things like the accommodations, but I feel like it's the literal style of the safari. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, when we went on safari, we were literally waking up at like 5 a.m. and going to bed at 10 p.m. And which that's like a fairly good amount of sleep, but like it just you know, it's all day. Well, it was fast paced. Yeah, Yeah, we got almost no downtime. For how long were we there? Like 15, 16, 16 days? 15 days, yeah. Yeah, um, and our guide literally was like, you'll sleep on the plane. <laughs> so, like, that's the adventure style. But luxury, um, we met a couple of people who, they didn't drive anywhere. They took, um, like, bush planes everywhere. Right. That's a much so, different experience. Even yes. just the fact that you're taking a plane versus driving, like, that means you're sleeping in, you're getting to, mm-hmm. like, wake up and go and it's like an hour bush right you know bush plane as opposed to like what could be a six seven hour car ride so it's it's different all the way
0: yes it's like you can almost take any of the other styles to a degree and turn it into luxury when you pay for extra time faster travel more premium travel Mm -hmm. etc because it's just making things easier yeah but not necessarily better no. I would say. But it's definitely just, you know, you need to have the money for it. Um, but sometimes it's nice to experience luxury. Um, and I definitely, I always like to think, when I look at this category, I've never thought I'm going to pay for that. But <laughs> having done points and miles and, like, travel hacking, now.
1: maybe one day?
0: Well, we've already had a chance to experience luxury.
1: Well, in our in our flight.
0: Listen, that was amazing. Yeah. I still, like, <laughs> laying down. Uh, yes. It was, like, a five-course meal that's who needs this? hey that's so, ultimately. so speaking of
1: that so you're bringing up a good point which is going to transition us into um, like why we're talking about these categories today which is the budgeting yes so we're actually not going to talk about transportation so getting to your destination we're going to leave that completely off the table and the reason for that is for almost everything maybe minus luxury um, you're probably going to pay the same for your plane ticket because everyone's just going to buy a standard plane ticket. You know what I mean? So, right. like, it's not, like, the percentage is there. It's, like, it, it costs what it costs.
0: Yeah, it costs what it costs. And you, it really, your transportation to get where you're trying to go is going to be determined by from where, where, you know, where are you going, where are you traveling from and where are you going to? And mm-hmm. like Shelly's saying, if you follow our, our advice too, if you're going to take a regular type of flight, you're not upgrading or doing points and miles. um, The best thing to do is just find a way to find cheap flights like Scott's cheap flights going, mm-hmm. etc. But that price is kind of like,
1: but you know, even if you are doing points and miles, I still would say that like, that doesn't really have a category in your like budget spending i mean obviously it does for your overall budget but like that price is what it is like there's just you either getting it free because you're gonna do points and miles or you're paying what it costs to get there like there's just not a lot it's like a disney world ticket thing where it's like well, like, it's just a number. It's not a variable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a it's fixed not, expense. It's yes, not really exa- variable.
0: Right. So it's like once you find that out, then you figure out the rest of the money that you'd like to spend. The rest of these categories, we can... Are a
1: lot more variable. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah.
0: variable. Like, we could talk about percentages or which is the biggest category.
1: Yeah. So um, to give you a an example really quickly of some of these categories in action, um, at least with our trips and how they've fallen... Um, it, we've taken the most amount of trips in the relaxation category, sort of. The adventurer category, for sure. Yeah, wait
0: wait, wait a second. I'm getting there. I'm, getting there, Hold I'm getting there, I'm getting there.
1: And the city roamers, for sure. So when I say relaxation, I would consider the three cruises we've taken to be in the relaxation, because it's forced relaxation. <laughs> and yes, I know that we would get off the boat and tour you know, as soon as we could get off to when we get back on. But
0: way more relaxed. there's a
1: lot more like sea days and things that are like, you have to just be on the boat. And so that's a lot of downtime. And so for me, I would say that's a relaxation, um, you know, vacation. Um, so any cruise vacation fall under that all inclusive also, which we are going to talk about a little bit later. Um, and then the adventurer we have quite a few of those so that would be um our african safari would be an adventurer trip Mm -hmm. our trip to norway i think would fall into that adventurer category
0: for sure um
1: even more than city roamer because we really did focus on the outdoors um and we did a lot of kayaking trips and things like that even Um, like
0: when we went to the white mountains to hike oh yeah that was specifically an adventure trip yeah and actually when we
1: went to lake george and went white river rafting yep that was definitely an adventure trip so we we do quite a few of those oh our, our whole out west road trip was adventure trip
0: definitely because it was focused mostly on outdoor experiences hiking things mm-hmm. like that
1: and then city roamers is everything else <laughs> so all of our trips <laughs> to major cities are going to be in our city roamers um, i guess
0: piece. we've we've never taken a trip that was just culinary focused no, That's kind of like a, is that a newer, I feel like, but that's this thing. You could literally buy package type trips that are primarily yeah. focused on that.
1: So I would say that like wellness and culinary are very specific. Um, and you're not going to just like fall into that category. Like right now I'm no, classifying you're... these after the fact.
0: Right. But like
1: you would know if you went on a culinary trip or a wellness trip. You'd have yes. no question about it. Right.
0: Because it would be marketed that way.
1: Right. But... All right. So let's talk Budgeting. And before we go into budgeting, (laughs) I keep saying that, Um, this is actually about budgeting, which is cruises and all-inclusives. Oh, yes. So the only thing I wanted to say about this before we go on is you may think, if you're doing some sort of all-inclusive package, uh, and that could even mean like an African safari or obviously like a beach all-inclusive or cruise, you may think, oh, I've already paid for everything, so I'm good. And I'm here to tell you that's not true.
0: Oh my gosh, no. We've been
1: on many all-inclusive things, um, never a beach vacation, but... All of the cruises and the African Safari and things like that. And it is never truly all included. Like there are always things that are going to be kind of like additional add ons. So I'd always set aside at least 10, 15% of your overall budget as kind of like this auxiliary money that you can use um, for whatever comes up. So, like on cruises, it could be shore excursions or like additional. Like food and drink offerings, spa,
0: all the wellness, spa, things. like a ton oh, of yeah. those kind
1: of things. And then for like African Safari, we figured everything is included, but then we spent a considerable amount in tips.
0: Oh, yeah, that was that was something I don't know when we learned about that. Well, uh, we knew about process. it, we did,
1: and I had calculated what I thought would be a good amount of tips, but then we met more people than I thought and we did more things. And you just like you want to have some buffer, so I always talk about the buffer, and this is what I mean it's 10, per, 10 to 15 percent of your trip so don't get stuck in cruises and all-inclusive assuming that you're good to go have some money on the side all right so three main categories of spend after transportation costs which we're not including is essentially food hotels and fun so like that'd be like obviously tours and those kind of things um there are other things you're going to spend in travel but those are like the three big categories that's
0: the trinity yeah Yeah. (laughs) those are the three main things
1: all right so we're going to break it down like this if you Um, are these types of travelers these travel styles you're going to spend the most the biggest percent of your travel probably on lodging and that is luxury relaxation and wellness so when we say majority we mean somewhere in the 40 to 70 percent of your budget like it can be at the very top so oddly enough, luxury is probably going to be closer to 40%. You'd think it'd be at the way top, but it's probably going to be about 40% of your budget because you're going to have those high-end food, the guided tours, all those type of deals. But no matter which way, no matter how much you spend on those other things, like the Ritz-Carlton, it's going to be some of your budget, even if you do go all out for those other things. Um, and then relaxation and wellness can get you closer to 60, 70, maybe even 80 85, 90%. Oh, well,
0: definitely because of if it's all-inclusive right. type. Depends right. on the
1: inclusivity and the location of where mm-hmm. you are. Because um, like if you're on a beach vacation, an all-inclusive beach vacation, and or not even all-inclusive, let's just say you're on a beach vacation, but you really just plan on going to the beach every day, making sandwiches for the beach, like getting a 12-pack of beer and sitting on the beach, yep. and maybe one day you're going to go into town... To, like, go out to eat. Like, you know what I mean? But it's mostly just we're hanging out on the beach. It's
0: the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even thinking, like, African safari luxury style or even um, other types of tours. Like, you look at, I remember we were looking at Egyptian cruises Mm -hmm. or, you know, just the package of going to Egypt. Mm -hmm. They're almost always, you have a, you see the same things Mm -hmm. until you want to do luxury accommodation. And then your price, like... Triples or more. Mm-hmm. So really, lodging is what I think brings the price up for those categories. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Um, so next up, we've got food as the main category, mm-hmm. which definitely Shelly and I, <laughs> Shelly just smiled at me. She's like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. I'm like, I definitely think if we broke down our budgets, like we do everything we can to get lodging and um, uh, transportation, everything super small, <laughs> so then um, like 90 percent of uh, our I live budget.
1: For Bruce and I, we'll easily spend forty to fifty percent of our <laughs> oh, total easily. budget, A- easily on food and drinks. So um, it we, adds up.
0: <laughs> it does add up. But like the the travel styles, we'd say that you should expect to spend the most on food are obviously culinary. Yeah, because that's I mean you could almost argue that culinary is fun. Costs He's are also food. Yeah, that's true. So it's true. like their expedition, you know, not expeditions, but your excursions, your classes, your tours of a, of a vineyard or like a.
1: That's true.
0: That kind of stuff. So and then backpackers, I'd probably say food would make up a good amount because you're trying to really save on, on lodging things, and yeah. fun is hopefully free <laughs> or to some degree like cheap. Yeah. And then most of your money is probably going to be just trying to find ways to feed yourself, even if it's cheaply. And then I think the city roamer, definitely, you know, if you're trying to explore an adventure, um, you're probably not staying in your accommodation very much. right? So you're not necessarily wanting to... You don't want to spend a lot of money on a hotel room that's mostly just a bed and a shower.
1: Right. And, like, fun, like, Bruce and I will do stuff every once in a while, but I think a lot of the city roamer piece to this is that you're kind of just exploring the city and because you're going so fast you're probably not staying in that city too long um and therefore like you're not spending a ton of money on like the fun money because you're just like getting your like taste of you know Porto and then moving on
0: right and i would say like You know, when Shelley and I have done this, sometimes we have an activity that we've lined up. Mm -hmm. Other times we stumble into things, and we're judicial with it. You Mm -hmm. know, I would say the most of the money we definitely spend is on uh what we're eating mm-hmm. you know because we're pretty much eating out all meals we're not necessarily cooking sometimes we do though you know if it's we, pretty rare. I would say the only time we've probably cooked I would you know it's pro- I would actually say the trip is less like a city roamer trip.
1: yeah, more adventure
0: more towards an adventure That's or actually very true yep. yeah like in Norway
1: yeah, Norway or I mean all of our camping trips obviously we're yep. like camping on the fire or cooking on the fire. So yeah, that's actually true our adventurer ones speaking of adventurer. Here's where our fun money comes in, yes. our adventurer people. So there are our loan category and the people who are going to spend the most on fun. Um, and they aren't all the same because adventurers can spend a ton on things like white river rafting or like kayaking day trips or like, you know, those types of things where you're paying a guide and you're going for these all day adventures. Um, but you can also be extremely low budget And with the fun and spend most of the time just hiking or renting equipment for the week, which is usually a lot lower cost. Mm -hmm. um, Things like that. In which case, food's probably going to be your highest expense. Um, So it kind of depends on what type of adventure you're going on. Yeah,
0: what type and also maybe if you already have the equipment you need. You know what I mean? That's another big one. Like lake house, I'm thinking. um, And then you're really just mostly buying food after you bought the place.
1: Mm -hmm. And then conversely... City roamers and luxury can go all in with the fun category, too. So, like, if you were a city roamer, but you like to do everything guided, then you could be spending a significant chunk of your money on the food. And same with luxury. If everything's going to be private tours and exclusive Mm -hmm. experiences then yours can get pretty up there, too.
0: Yeah, or even you go somewhere because you want to go to every museum and they all cost money, mm-hmm. or you, you maybe music and performance, and you know you're going somewhere to see, like, you know, so you're putting all your money into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like you're going should, I, to New York. That's and, what I was about <laughs> to say. If we didn't live so close to New York, we absolutely would take a trip to see as many Broadway shows and plays as possible. I
1: actually have people that I know from my hometown of Memphis, and they go, you know, once or maybe twice a year, And when they go for a week they see like 10 shows or something. Like they see a show Like
0: everything that's Like
1: every matinee (laughs) they're booked for some week. So obviously that person is gonna be really far in the fun category. But that's like a very specific type of trip. That kind of in my opinion goes along with like culinary wellness where it's like you're going for something very specific.
0: yeah that's I know when we were talking about this I was like, well what about cultural and I, I do think wellness and culinary are getting towards that specific it's almost like the specific category yeah. you know, like I'm going because I want to see these activities, these things right right. Whatever and then, of course,
1: that's what you're going to spend your money on. So yeah. that'll change things, It's like too. going
0: to Porto um, or the region around it in Portugal just to, to see winery or the all the wine and, mm-hmm. like, port wine. And you're doing – you're lining up all the tours and you're taking excursions just for that. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And, you know, the one that we didn't mention um, but is, like, really on the rise right now, which I wish I had the time. And we have a lot of time off, but I still don't have the time to do this, which is slow travel. Mm. Um, So that's the idea of like spending a good amount of time. Usually it's like multiple weeks, even like more than a month um, in one location. So like renting an Airbnb or like a home share and literally staying there and kind of living like a local for however long. Um, And in that case, like your budget's probably going to be actually pretty evenly split. Like straight up 30, 30, 30 because of um, like you're probably cooking and your fun activities. You probably are taking like little day tours and things like that, Um, but not super often, you know, because you have a long time there. So, yeah, slow travel. I wish I had the time for that. Right. I have a lot of time and I still like... That's a lot
0: of time. Well, you know, I don't, I think the the only people who really do slow travel are probably retired, maybe have virtual flexible jobs.
1: I think the virtual job is what has it on the rise right now. That's
0: the biggest one. You know, it was funny because I just read somebody's blog about slow travel and they're like, we move to another city every like six months. I'm like, that's not true. That's just moving around. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. At what point is it just like, uh, you just live somewhere else? It's just called living somewhere temporarily. (laughs) that's a anyway. like, such a good point. That's <laughs> a little silly. So. What is
1: the difference? We should put that as a poll. What's what the difference the, between know, slow travel? I do want to this. Yeah. Like generally moving. Like yeah, and, What do you consider yourself living in a place versus visiting?
0: And I always think it's kind of funny when people are like, "Oh, I want to be like the locals. I want to. I want to live like the local." And I'm like. But do you like like that's you know most people <laughs> they, they just live, like
1: have their routine. They do
0: their they get up, they have their coffee, you know whatever, they go to work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like they wish they're on vacation. Yeah. I I just think it's an interesting idea. What I do like as a trend is being consider about what you do and where you go when you travel and mm-hmm. how you're supporting the local business. the local I agree. You know, is it supporting in uh, contributing to the, the people in the area or is it not is the probably the best question you can ask yourself yeah
1: we do like to stick a lot uh, with local things as much as possible so like even staying away from kind of any chains that we see it doesn't always happen but as much as we can but going back to your like live like a local actually you reminded me when we lived in florida and i i vacationed like an hour from where we ended up living every single year for my whole childhood so like this was my vacation place essentially right down the street from where we were living in florida and i was so excited (laughs) because we were like on the beach we're gonna go to the beach
0: every day yeah we were
1: so pumped (laughs) and it was so quick that like all of the allure of like the place wore off because i was like no it's not as fun when you're at the beach and you know that you need to like switch over your laundry
0: right and well, tomorrow
1: you go to work and it's like not it's, to
0: say that people don't enjoy living on the beach but it's not are in the their same. places it's just not the same that's yeah, what it, my point it, is it does kind of just become like something else so yeah. i think it's can anyone really travel like a local i don't know i don't yeah. think so it's interesting you I can think, find
1: local finds like yeah local hangouts, I, I think and that's kind a, of fun
0: yes and i think that's what's more interesting is like go see your landmarks mm-hmm. you know like i think There's nothing wrong. Like when people, that's the other flip side when people are like, oh, don't be a tourist. I'm like, everyone's a tourist unless (laughs) you live there. What are you talking about? Just like be responsible. And who doesn't want to see major attractions?
1: My favorite people is when I see like on, I don't know, social media and someone is at somewhere that like is a tourist destination, like Disney World. (laughs) Like no one lives. In Disney World. Disney
0: people can be wild.
1: And they will be in the park. So I get it. if like you live there and you're like the traffic tourists. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking in the park. And they're like all these tourists. I'm like, you're in a theme park. There
0: is no one. like No
1: one is from Disney. No one is born
0: here. No one even dies here. They ship them out. So you can't die in Disney
1: World. So yeah, there's like a weird thing about who can be a better traveler and less touristy and whatever and I think just enjoy yourself that's why we like these travel styles because it allows you like without judgment yeah to determine like what do you want out of your trip
0: what's your goal right I think that's always what's your goal how do you break down your budget and when you start searching for things if you see something that's wildly different you might ask yourself like hmm Is this realistic? Um, But it it gets you thinking a little bit. Ultimately, yeah, back to the local thing. I think the biggest question you could ask yourself is, is my travel sustainable, and is it helping the communities I'm going to or not? Yeah. It's a great question. Yeah,
1: always a good question to ask. And always be, uh, always, like, stay curious about what you're reading online, even if it sounds like something you want to hear. Be careful not to fall into, like, a little bit of confirmation bias, being like, "Yeah, I only need seven hundred fifty dollars for a month in Europe." You may, but you may want to just look at a couple of but, but, options before you start to right see that and be like, "Yeah, I can do that." You that, may be able to do that's, it. That's that's
0: like the uh, you know someone who thinks it's going to cost them um, thousand fifteen hundred dollars to fly to Europe and that's it because they look at a ticket price. You know what I mean? So you gotta do some research. Mm-hmm. Um, but even more reason why you should join our Facebook group. Because if you're listening <laughs> to Shameless us and fun. going like, you know, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, the only way we would know that is if you let us know. Mm-hmm. So definitely join, send us an email. Um, and check tell out. us
1: which one, like what is the deciding factor between living somewhere and visiting? Because I'm curious, like is there a time limit? Yeah,
0: when do you all of a sudden Like just reside? you've had
1: a short-term living situation. Right. At what what point
0: are you there? So
1: anyways, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. See ya. Did you know that every time you book a Disney or Universal Vacation, you're paying for a service that you may not even be using? Really? That's right. Travel agent costs are added to your Disney or Universal Vacation, whether you use one or not.
0: So you're telling me that I'm paying for something even though I'm not getting the help?
1: Get it. So, next time you want to book a theme park vacation, make your money work for you. By booking with Magic Pass Travel, you'll get our expertise and years of experience without paying any extra and while supporting a small business.
0: Check out our show notes to find our contact information.
1: Can't wait to help you plan your next adventure.